get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me is Jansen Mizrak, Peter Donahue. Guys, it's November. Yeah. Winter is coming. I just called uh, Lawsonia to find out when they were closing for the season because I thought, man, this weather, I, I was tempted to cancel everything and drive up there today. They're closed. They okay. closed. They went through the first weekend in November. That's it. They closed it down. So we're getting yeah. to the end of the year. Yeah, we are. Heard it here first. Time changes. Yep. yep. Falling back. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, the agenda for today's podcast is to – to recap our year of of hickory golf um we all bought clubs many months ago mm-hmm. we all had experiences high and low and we're gonna talk about them we do uh we do game planning sessions with all of our students at the end of their you know competitive seasons and we talk about the highlights from the year you know the state of their game opportunities for improvement and you know, goals for the next year and a plan. And so we're going to put ourselves through the same, you know, similar exercise. Um, but before we go further, this is about, you know, we're about hickory golf, but I think it's it's almost bigger. Like, it's more about learning from, you know, what would you say, trying something new in golf mm-hmm. um, or having a new experience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, Would you say, I, I think we use hickory as a vessel to do yeah, that Yeah. in a right. sense? So... Yeah. yeah, we're just we're uh, we're. Stu- I, sometimes I joke with my students. I say coaches are students too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know when they see me yeah. hitting balls or working on something, it's like, hey, I'm right there with you guys. I'm in the trenches. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I, I did lots of podcasts last um, last year, last off season, and one of my students and friends, Garrett, he he said to me, he's like, I wish you know he's a ther- he's a therapist, so he's like, I wish I could you know be there in the room with you because it sounds like you're having a you know, you're having a crisis of, about the future of your golf. And I kind of was. I was, like, talking to Pete. I was like, I don't know. You know, I had a good year. I shot lots of rounds under par. I don't know I don't know what's next. And so I was at this kind of, like, rut or this, like, stuck point. And, you know, Hickory Golf kind of came came out of, out of, like, asking those questions. So I guess it's more of, like, encouraging other people. Like, it doesn't – you don't necessarily have to buy a set of Hickory clubs. I might recommend it. But, but try and – you know, trying something new out of the ordinary if if you're feeling stuck or uh, st- uh, golf is feeling a little bit stale to you. Um, there are, you know, other options. So Correct. Um, all right. We get, we get into it? I'm ready. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm smiling right now. I can't stop cheesing. Right. All right. <laughs> so our, good stuff. our categories, there's five categories that we're going to go through for each person. We have highlights difficulties and hardships, the state of your game, which includes strengths and weaknesses, goals, and a plan. And so this can, you know, can be a collaborative effort. We can, you know, help each other yeah. and, and go from there. Um, so Jansen, we're going to start with you. Um, okay. Let's, let's first give a brief, uh, what do you remember about, you know, what led you to, like, you're playing your first hickory round? Like how did I get there? Yeah, like what were the steps? Yeah, yeah that's from great. From like 
never considering hickory golf to like playing your first round okay uh so i would it's funny i was going through my photos last night and um actually it was this morning i was trying to dig up some photos from for for a project that i'm working on and uh and i saw the picture of my hickory clubs like when I unbox them mm. for the first time, and I think I te- I text a picture of them to to Michael, who is the the gentleman that I bought them from in Wisconsin, and I was like, wow, that's like we're coming up on a year of like the unboxing, if you will, and so uh, got me reflecting, and I knew we had the podcast today, so it's kind of fun to talk about. But I think what led me there was this uh, this interest in equipment that was older, and like what 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 would I shoot with a set of hickory clubs, right? I've started to see some of the stuff and it was, that was kind of the first question or I think, you know, we were, we've been talking earlier, like what was the curiosity? It's like, well, what would I shoot if I had a set of those? You know, what would I, what would I actually do? And uh, previous to that, exploring with persimmon clubs mm-hmm. and uh, playing pl- actually quite a few rounds of those and doing pretty well with them, I was like, well, what would be, give me more. Right, would would be just a, a little bit more of a challenge. So I would say it's probably my compass that led me there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then it was kind of a an attitude or a mindset of let's let's not be as cautious anymore. Let's just go for something here mm-hmm. and and just taking a leap of faith and committing to something. It, because I feel like in the past it was more or maybe my golf game in, in the experience was like, hey, let's lock something in or let's uh, really grind on on this and see how good we can get. It was like, oh, this could be a different way of doing that. So that's how I got there. Does that make sense? Yep. So, but what, and now what are the, like, the very practical elements of like how you found your clubs, how you got them? Like, what, what do you remember about why you even why I did it, just yeah. did it in yeah, the yeah. first place? So, so <coughs> I don't even remember. I think... You and I were talking about where you could actually buy some, and and you found the Tad Moores, which are like mm-hmm. made new mm-hmm. to be old, which is <laughs> kind of funny. And I said, well, like, who makes some, like, or refurbishes them? Like, who who has like the hundred year old ones? Because that was a little more intriguing to yeah. me. I was like, I, I want to see if I could get just a couple of them for a few hundred bucks, and yeah. and uh, and and do that. So. Was it, was it you that gave me the contact, Pete? Or, no, no, no. It was, uh, it was Tim. It was Tim. Yeah, it was yeah. Tim. One of Andy's students uh, had the contact, and so uh, he had been te- sending you some stuff, and you you forwarded it to me. And I just I, I started messaging this guy and uh, and seeing what he had, and we messaged for a couple days back and forth, and sent me some options, and I, I finally pulled the trigger on it. So it was good. We came to a deal. Great. So he, it was funny because we we settled on a price and and what I was gonna get and I you know I gave him kind of a little bit of a player profile of like you know how fast I swing what kind of player I am yada yada, and uh, he's like oh these this set would be perfect for you like you're a good player like I can't hit these but like I always recommend these for someone that's a good ball striker, you know, so on and so forth. So I was like oh wow like thank you. Like, I guess this is cool. Like these are bl- the blades of hickories yeah. or whatever. And, uh, he was, uh, Michael was, was great. He was, uh, super, I think he was super nervous to ship the clubs to me. Cause I don't think he had ever like boxed them up and, and yeah. shipped them out. 
he had always done them as an exchange at some of these hickory tournaments or met up with someone up at Spring Valley and like, you know, handed him a, handed him over from the trunk yeah. of his car. He never mailed them. And I, I just didn't have time to go drive up and meet him somewhere. Sure. So I was like, hey, like, I'll pay the shipping. Just like, here's the address and whatnot. And so uh, he mailed them and it, you know it took i don't know five to seven business days or whatnot and i think i got a message from him almost every day like are they there yet are they there yet are they there yet? and i was like no and then i got him and immediately immediately sent him a photo of me swinging them and was like thank you uh which was which was pretty cool great so that's it that's right. the, that's the origin cool cool right. randomly messaging people on facebook <laughs> And, and and uh sending a PayPal over to someone PayPal I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that great. Here yeah. you go. And here's where I need you to mail them. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. All right. So let's get into it. Give us the highlights, highlights. of the Okay. The well, highlights would be um golly, I think I I think I wrote it down. Let me see if I have it. But highlights are I played more rounds. Uh more rounds this year than I thought I would. I think I played six rounds of Hickory or seven rounds, which is, I don't know, it's more than I thought I would. And um, broke 80 multiple times. So that was that was definitely a highlight. Um, another highlight would be playing uh, that, up and, that up and down that I made by the tree stump at Spring Valley <laughs> on the par three. That was just like one of the most incredible golf shots I've ever made, like ever hit. Mm. I don't care what equipment. I was like jailed yeah. up against this this uh, tree stump and short sided and a huge mound to go over, and I just whacked away at it and popped it up, and it trickled down to I don't know what twelve feet, and I made the putt. Oh, was awesome. God, it was so sick. Um, so that was cool, and um, so that that was that was a, probably the highlight of of it. And then I think just the other highlights are just the people that we played with experiencing it, right? Playing with, with one of your students, Nathan, who has some Hickory clubs, playing with Tim, uh, running into some people up at Spring Valley um, that were also playing Hickory. And turns out we met Michael Brown, the guy who yeah. sold me the clubs and mm. one of his pals, um, playing with you, Peter, with, with some of your, your Hickories, and, and then getting some of the staff uh, to try it out too. So, you know, Peter Weber has been borrowing some clubs and doing it and, uh, and giving it a go. So I, th- those are highlights for me is just seeing the interest of other people get into it because we, we took a leap of faith and it's like, Hey, like, Hey, I tried it. You can try it too. And, uh, and, and sharing that excitement is, was definitely a highlight. Cool. All right. Difficulties, hardships, chipping, chipping is so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My chipping is so tough. It's just, there's no, there's really no room for error. I, and I think, um, that took some, it took some time. I remember going out to sunset and, uh, and just chipping around for an hour and, and chipping on the range more than I was hitting for full shots. Cause I knew the full swing was fine and, and, you know, good enough. And, uh, but if I could start to get up and down a little bit more, just more reliably, not to chip, uh, that I could break 80 more often than, than not. So, um, I think as of more recently, the last round we played, I started using, one of my mashies, which is basically the equivalent to a nine iron and just bunting that around from like 30 yards and in. And it was like way better turf interaction and, and, and much more successful. And that last time we played at sunset, I thought was one of my better short game days with a, from a chipping standpoint, had some pretty sweet shots. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was nice. Um, other hardships. I think the first round we played just getting over the hurdle that they won't break when you hit it. 
Sure. You know, the first the first uh, time just hitting driver, and, and I have a, like a three wood that I use for most of my tee shots. It's just like swing it, man. Just give it a crack, yeah. and uh, it's going to be okay. I was swinging very tentatively, so that was a hard a hardship to go through. For, you know, the first couple rounds, but once I got over that that mental hurdle, it it really freed me up physically to swing this thing like a fly swatter out there. Just wow, it's good. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other hardships. Um, maybe just the variable control, right? Like I think the variables are exaggerated. So like wind, rough, um, different lies. It's you just got to pay more attention sure. to the shots. So that's it's pretty engaging. I like to me that's not like a difficult. Well, it's a difficulty, but in a positive way. Just gets you really going. Yeah. Did so. you on the course? Did you have any like low moments? Uh, stand out uh he, uh yeah i mean the first round was like pretty tough <laughs> yeah it was like oh my god i'm making double bogeys like non-stop <laughs> like what is going on <laughs> like will i ever make a par uh and then there well, were that was the hardest conditions we played in all year it was so windy yeah it was pretty windy yeah but still i mean sure yeah so uh i'm trying to think of any other low moments um I mean, there's stretches of holes where you just make, like, three bogeys in a row, and it's like, what is going on? Like, I'm making good swings here, but uh, just staying staying patient. No, I don't. Yeah, cool. No, it was just like, I don't know, you're so, I I feel so engaged with some of the difficulty that you you face that it doesn't really feel like a low point. You're just, like, constantly working. So, I don't know, you always feel like you're kind of trending upward a little bit. Sure. Great. Um, All right, state of the game. Strengths. What's your strengths as a as a hickory golfer? Man, I I think I can still count the amount of three putts I've had on one hand. I don't really three putt oh. too much with my hickory putter. It's I, that's a strength, man. I I feel good with that thing. Uh, so that's that's fun. The other strength I think is just my um, my distance control. I think is pretty good from like eighty to about one fifty. It's like pretty solid. Cool. Um, I got that longer iron from clark up in the lido yeah. so so that's really transformed my game and, and upgraded my shots from like one 170 plus out so that's nice um and then you know the last round i used your driver uh which was definitely a boost in distance so that was that was nice but i think even if i didn't have that my uh three wood is pretty darn reliable i think uh pretty con- pretty consistent strength so and uh weaknesses chipping Hmm. yeah Yeah. too many two chips too many chunks too many chunks so that yeah that's a that's some low-hanging fruit to work on so we're trending on that sure a little bit pete do you agree do you agree with his assessment is he Mm -hmm. yeah i would say say so i i you know i think that um you know it makes you wonder about um the nature of the courses that that these bless you that these these golf courses were used on because you know these these really tight fairways i mean as we went to places like like uh, sunset valley mm-hmm. i mean the fairways were had been like verticut cut down really close they were muddy and tight and the leading edge just grabbed mm-hmm. you know and and so you know i i think I, you wonder like 
Is this was this are these lies like the fescue lies that they played on in Scotland and Ireland, or was fescue a better lie? Was yeah. the grass longer? Yeah, that last round we played at sunset of the year was um, I mean, that was my last hickory round, um, but it was a pretty soupy day, and I was I was actually really nervous going into that round of like knowing. Well, is today going to be like a death march of just like <laughs> chunky shots and, yeah. and, you know, not being able to advance the ball very much, you know, very small room for error. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. That was encouraging. Yeah. Some of it is, as I think that you, you, you know, you almost need to anticipate hitting the ground. Yeah. You know, you almost have to swing with more giddy up, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of get through. I'm going to hit the come ground. On. Yep. Here I come. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay, what else? All right. Goals. We, we goals. Oh, my goals. You have goals? Short-term um, goals, long-term goals? Is there anything there? Well, my, my short-term goal is to practice a little bit more with with my hickories uh, and kind of get my speed up. I Really, in general, in my golf game, I'm, I'm going to try to get my speed back up to where it was a couple years ago and because uh, I've, I've gotten a little slow. So I think that would be pretty valuable um, to be able to – hit any club a little bit further uh so that'll be that'll be exciting uh practicing just a little bit more so i don't feel like it's as much of a transition back to hickory when i go with it so i can always bounce back and forth a little bit uh i don't really know how i'll I'll do that with a plan yet maybe we can we can come up with a plan (laughs) together here as my you guys are my my colleagues here my my coaches for the for the time being uh and then uh, more of a long-term goal is, is to play in the the u.s open the U.S. the U.S. Hickory Open, which will be in our back door, our, our backyard, you know, just outside the back. Back door, Kenosha Country Club. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's right yeah. there. Awesome. Wow. Forty minute drive. Jeez. Yeah. So that'll Donald be cool. Ross, actually, very cool. Up. I, can't, I can't remember the last tournament I played in, so it's <laughs> that'd wow. be good. That'd be good. So yeah, just I think just more reps, a little bit more consistent practice with it, so that I feel. Like pretty good about what I'm bringing to that tournament, but then also again, just easier transitions back and forth. Yeah, cool. Yeah, That'd be nice. Do you um, how did you keep track of all your rounds this year? I did. You said you played six hickory. How many other rounds did you? I uh, you know you I I switched kind of. I don't know, maybe about four or five rounds in, I switched apps of like which oh. one I was using. So it's I don't know, my stats are a little weird this year. Um, and I try to kind of create a tab of like which ones are hickory, which ones aren't. So yeah. it's not my best stat keeping okay. year, unfortunately. But I would say okay. opportunity for improvement. Opportunity. You know? Yep, there's yeah. a great opportunity. That's one of my weaknesses, my <laughs> stat keeping. Uh, but I had to have been twenty plus this year. Okay, probably like twenty, thirty rounds. Yeah. So like twenty percent was hickory. Yeah, I I would I'd say it's safe to say it was it was about a quarter of my rounds were hickory yeah. this year. It's pretty good, I think. So, in in the year you played twenty rounds, I think so. It sounds a little light, but it does sound light. I mean, it well, you know, it, it, it begs the question: like, in your <coughs> ideal year, how many rounds of golf would you be playing? I'd love to play fifty. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I love to play every week. Yeah. But I think realistically for me, it's like, I mean, I play a lot more in the fall, make up for some lost time during the summer, but if I can get out twice a month, I'm pretty happy. 
That's not much for somebody that loves a game, isn't it? I know. Yeah, I know. it's interesting. And, but and so that kind of that's kind of tough too. It's like, well, when you're not getting to play as frequently as you'd like, how do you make the choice of Hickory versus Modern Clubs, right? Yeah. Or who who yeah. you're playing? For me, it was kind of the decision who I'm playing with, right? I'm going to yeah. play Hickory with Hickory players, right? Yeah. I'm not wasn't quite willing to go as far as to just play hickory with you know maybe my students that invite me out to their club like i don't know if that's the best thing to do but it could no, be in the future no i you know i do think it, you know that it is though i agree with you i mean it's an interesting thing here you are a lover of the game yeah but like a lot of lovers of the game you know that that you know, life calls for them to, you know, be focused in other areas, you yeah. know, with their free time at different times in their lives. Right. And so, you know, uh, so you're at that point in your life where, you know, your your participation in playing rounds is there's going to be competition for your time yeah. there and, to, and choices that you've got to make. And so, you know, you've got to be realistic like right. mr ben hogan said you know for every day that i'm not hitting balls it takes me two days to get back to where i was so yeah. you know when you're taking time off your sort of goals or expectations for the round have to be tempered with that because i always felt like if i was playing two rounds in a weekend that the first day would just be i'm just trying to rediscover myself yeah that's my first day of mr hogan's two days right and i may be good you know i may have a real simple concept and 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 have great balance and calmness for the day and you know optimism and yeah. you know and i may end up playing really well but i i don't uh, you know I, yeah. I i one out of the two days would be great yeah to play good I think uh, that reminds me of an experience. I was out playing at Sunset, and I played with uh, with Coach Rob, Coach Steve, and and our trusty admin Zach. And we had a match going, and and Rob and I weren't playing great. And I think I shot forty four on the front, and I was like pretty upset. Like on hole six, I just was making some sloppy, sloppy mistakes. Even though I felt like I was hitting the ball pretty darn good, and I had been hitting it well, but I, but we. Rob and I were talking on the on the side of six green, and we said, "We're just not used to playing right now. Like we've not played. It's it. This was in July, and um, the end of July. And it's like, how many rounds have you played? It's like not much, and not. And we were playing a match, like not much competitive either. And it's like, you have to just get used to like hitting the shots on the course and just getting in the flow again and just staying patient. I'm like, you're right, and uh, you know, steady the ship a little bit. And then I shot 35 on the back. It was like one of those days. You know, I just cool. needed nine holes to just bust out of the sloppiness and just get those kind of get the rust off. Yeah. And then going and then that was motivating to start to get a little bit more organized with how I approached my my practice and whatnot. And that got me got me going to to play some great golf during the staff trip, which was in August. Isn't that uh, terrific? So, you yeah, know, you it's just, good. it's hard. It's really hard to, to go through some of those hardships sometimes, though, um, when you're not getting the, the reps that you feel like maybe you deserve or your expectations aren't aligned with your time yeah. put on task. Yep, yep, yep. So I fell in the trap. <laughs> um, I mean, we talked plan. Did we, we, we didn't talk about the plan. No, I need help with the plan. Well, because the goal... What's your goal? Your goals were 
My goal is uh, more speed. Okay. In general, uh, you probably have a plan for that already. Yep, I'm good with that. We're okay. already we're already on on track with that, so that's good. Uh, and then more equal practice time, mm. Hickory versus Modern. Oh, okay. So I'm definitely practicing a little more Modern as a, as of the last couple of weeks. So I gotta sprinkle just it balance in. that. Yeah. Yep, sprinkle it in, and then uh, and then the bigger the other goal was was the U.S. Open. Oh yeah. Okay. So just sign up. So just sign. Yeah, that's my <laughs> or plan. apply. I don't know. I think you probably have to apply, but um, yeah. I think we can get it. Um, would you buy a new wedge? Yes, so I think so. Part of the plan. I think buying a new wedge would be good, and then because yours, the chip, the wedges you guys have have zero, like zero bounce. Zero. It's literally like chipping with a knife, and it's diff. You know, Tim has had a wedge. Like he got a different one since then, but he had wedges. Asked how to hit out of a bunker. I, I was like, well, I don't know. Let me try it. Tried it a little bit. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you, gotta, <laughs> you just have to be so precise. Like you, you're kind of yeah. just like, don't hit it in the bunker. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But so, but like my wedge is just like the same wedge. You know, it's just a modern wedge with a hickory shaft, basically. But right, they, those those wedges did exist. They, there just weren't as many of them. So. Right. Um, yeah, finding but a new wedge. I think that, that's yeah. That I think that's a must. And then yeah. uh, and then I gotta drive. I gotta get a driver. Yeah. Yeah. Make a deal. Yeah, there's one. There's one. <laughs> Andy wants me to buy his. <laughs> there you go. I think I yes. We can talk about Does it. We can talk about it. <laughs> you good? Um. Uh. Cool. Well, that's that's it. That's the year. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. It's a good year. Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, Pete, you're on the hot seat. Well, so at so the beginning of the yeah. year, can you give us your like a brief, um, you know, where did you fall fall into the? When did you decide to buy Hickory Clubs? What was the, you know, what was the catalyst? And then how did you go about, you know, getting your set? Well, I think, you know, I've, I'd had some hickory clubs. Um, you know, I had, um, I'd had, of course, the old brassy, uh, you know, that I played with at Pine Valley, and I've had it since the 1980s. Um, and, uh, and a couple of years ago, I bought a, um, a right-handed, I want to say it's, it's like a four iron or a, you know, it flies about as yeah. far as a six iron. The Louisville golf one. Yeah, yeah. the Louisville yeah, yeah. golf one. So I had that, and then I had Kathy O'Hara, uh, who was a great friend of mine, and introduced me actually to Canal Shores. She'd grown up there with her sister Jill and her father, um, and she had bequeathed to me his playing set of right-handed hickories, which had sat in a decorative fashion and all rusty, you know, out in a original leather, you know, tube carry bag in, in our library, in our reception area. And um, so I'd had some experience, you know, swinging with those things, but it was you guys getting into the, into the hickory, you know, going from persimmon to then hickory, which stimulated me to say, okay, well, you know, yeah, let me try it. I, you know, I've always looked at hickory like, oh, I, I could hit those woods, but, man, those irons are like, I don't know how the hell you'd play with those irons. So in any case, Tim, your uh, student and uh, 
protege, um, introduced me to Bruce Marquardt, uh, who lives over in Michigan and is a uh, a collector and a uh, and a you know an enthusiast. And so Bruce was very very fun and nice to exchange texts with and uh, and ship clubs back and forth. So one of the first, since I was, you know, for my health and for, you know, other commitments to, uh, you know, experiencing challenge, new challenge at this stage of my life, I was uh, a left, committed left-hander, um, you know, so I've, I've, I first got a left-handed set from him. And he was very cool about it. He sent me, um, you know, a number of woods. They were all 15 degrees. Was that right? No, no. He sent me a 15 degree wood, and uh, and he sent me, you know, some other clubs. Enough clubs, let's say five irons and a putter, and um, enough to fill up a set. And so I had that. And then I thought, oh, why don't I do something? you know, with these right hand, with this right-handed set. So I sent um, all of the Kathy's father's clubs to him and uh, let him evaluate them and refinish my brassy. And so he, he found some of that set to be useful and, and, but others of, of them not so useful. So he, he swapped out some, some clubs so that I had, Again, like five irons going from a you know a, a long iron up to a a wedge type niblick, um, and so uh, so I had these two sets of clubs and my um, and so um, so just the whole experience of getting the grips you know which. Uh, you know the the leather grips that were on the the old club that I had were just as smooth as you know yes. as can be and yes. not 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 really fun to grip yeah. not not no tackiness to them at all unless you were spitting on your hands constantly but you know <laughs> you tended to to struggle with how tight to squeeze the club sure cuz you know you, you really weren't holding it very well so so um um so at any rate, having all the clubs regripped and you know and and getting into using whipping, um, you know, uh, special, you know, tough thread sure. to uh, reinforce the shaft in different places where the wood started to come apart a little bit was it was a cool introduction to like caring for your set and um, and so th- that's how I got into it. What were the highlights of your? your well, I would say the highlights. Uh, the highlights um, might have been that last uh, round that we played together, because my highlights were really just like I hit a few good shots. My highlights weren't like like I played. I want to say I played, you know, a half a dozen rounds, um, you know, with the Hickories. And, uh, you know, we, uh, including a number of rounds up in um, uh, Spring Valley, like with you and, and Peter. And you guys hit the ball, you know, with um, your clubs, you know, 
comparably to how you hit, you know, with regular steel shafts. And so, you know, uh, your experience, my experience with the game is that, uh, you know, I, I didn't hit the ball anywhere near as, as far. And so, so or as reliably, my fear about uh, the unsubstantial nature of the irons was truly realized, uh, you know, when I got these clubs. If I were going to, um, they're really, some of them really light, hmm. you know. And so wh- wherever that sweet spot is on the face, it can't be, it, it, it wasn't any place that I ever hit it. and some people said well yeah the sweet spot in those old irons was very close to the hosel and you know i've heard caddies say that i've heard you know you know people in the know say that uh uh, you know about the older clubs even carbon steel older clubs um so apparently that's why I never hit them good because, you know, I hardly ever, if you look at the wear marks on my wedges, they're all on the toe side of center. Mm. There's some, there's some like prime directive that I, <laughs> I carried into adulthood from my youth. Like I'm never going to shank this ball again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never getting close to the, to the, to the hosel. Who can blame you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a, you know it's right into your soul, you know, and and uh, so in any case, um, so that was the difficulties. Those were the the hardships and the difficulties. I mean, I would say that the, the you know the 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 difficulty was the the game became completely different for me. You know, it was all it wasn't like hitting the greens with a full swing. It was all just like sort of sclaffing it along and getting up by the green somewhere where you'd hit a, a short pitch or, or something yeah. to get on the green. So, so there wasn't any of those, you know, it, that, that great satisfaction of, of which, you know, in my advancing years was uh, such a pl- has been such a pleasure for me with regular carbon steel clubs, and that is – becoming more accurate with long shots and being able to hit the green with woods like I used to, you know, with with the accuracy of like a five iron. Yeah. yeah. You know, from my growing up, that's how that's how reliable I I, you know, I've started to get to be. You know, uh that was a wonderful thing about my life as a golfer is that I really got, you know, as good as I dreamed of being. You know, that sounds odd because what do you mean? You didn't dream of shooting under par or being out on tour at some point in your life. I always, I, I, I wanted to be reliable. And, you know, Nick Faldo is honestly, you know, a guy who I guess reminds me of what my dream of being a great golfer was. And Faldo could hit his three iron as accurately as most guys could hit their seven irons. And when he played Medina in the U.S. Open after they'd remodeled the 18th hole in order to be a more dramatic finishing hole, and they had a bunker out there that was like, it was all, the, your, your, your opportunity on the hole was all tied to, for most players, could you carry the fairway bunker? Or would you have to lay up in front of it? Because then it was going to be 30 yards mm-hmm. 
you know, or 40-yard difference. Well, Faldo didn't even care. He hit a three-iron off the tee, and he was going to hit another three-iron into the green, and he hit it like 20 feet. It was like, wow. And when he won at Muirfield, it was that kind of an exhibition. So my ideal, you know, was like hitting greens, became like hitting greens from a long ways away. That was like the greatest satisfaction. So playing this new pitching game, and hitting the ball, you know, 150 yards max, pretty much. Uh, you know, a few balls went farther than that, but you know, was was a was a real challenge. And uh, and so, you know, I would say that um, that was the the kind of the the shift. It was a dramatic shift in perspective about what the game was. It got to be more like very personal uh, adventures. You know, like it reminded me of being a kid again, honestly. You know, of of like, okay, here I am. You know, and it, you know, I'm 30 yards off the green. And like, it didn't matter if I hit the ball in the water and I just dropped the ball here. Like, the game was just like, well, what kind of excitement can you make up for yourself on this hole? And, you know, and so they, they were each moment was its own thing, really. Oh, can I hit this one off the tee? And when we played together at Sunset Valley, you know, when we got to the back nine or, or wherever we got to, you know, I poked a few of them and made contact yeah, with them, you know, which were very, very satisfying. But then they were followed up by the sclaff and a hit the tree and a blah, blah, blah. And so there was no score. Right. You know, um, there were just these moments. And I would say, you know, um, I, if, do I have a strength? Well, I guess at this point it would be pitching the ball. Sure. Certainly. You know, but honestly, I, I feel much better out of the rough. I feel like I've got <laughs> sure. touch, yeah. and I can hit the ball you know, on the face, but hitting it off the fairways, I, I have to say. and your, chip, your chipping in our last round was phenomenal. It was good. Thought, it was really, really something to watch. So, I, I mean, I would say that's definitely a strength, but I think it's a strength in your normal game, too. Around the yes. Game. It's just the way you bunt the ball and loft it and, and uh, put energy into it, I think, is, is good. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Yes, I think that that's. I've always felt that way, you know, I've, about that that part of the game. And I've and and you know, while it's kind of gone ridden a, a roller coaster as far as like uh, in recent years, I don't think I I, I think I got lost. Uh, you know, I think I took a, a turn in the road a few years back, and uh, it was started chasing an idea, and it sort of carried me away from you know some of my strengths and more reliable ways of hitting the ball uh and um and so i think i'm you know i think i'm kind of finding my way back to a better blend and balance of stuff i used to do mm-hmm. and you know now new stuff that i've been trying to develop and being a little bit more uh discerning about which one i'll apply to this situation or that situation of yeah. of lie or you know whatever carry distance so my goals uh are to um for next year are to um are to really um go through the the bag uh and make some determinations about about how playable each of the clubs is and 
and get playable golf clubs because, yeah. you know, I think I'd play much better with new weights and new head designs that have some bounce. Sure. And, and uh, I think it's just I'm reminded about, you know, how – and it's not that I'm, I mind necessarily having the game be more difficult because the clubs are so much more difficult to hit. I'm, I'm you know, I'm okay with that. Uh, but would I like to play a game where I felt more competent? Great. Yeah, yeah I think I would. Yeah. Well, the, I I spent a lot, like one day at Deerfield, hitting a ton of shots with like just two different clubs that were basically the same club, and I'm like, which one is, which one am I going to use? And I still have both of them in there. They're like both mashies, but like one of them's for chipping and one of them's for like full swings. And then I have another one that um, I need to go take over to Carmen and see if I can bend it a little bit because it really fills this gap in my bag that I need, but it goes 30 yards left every time I hit it. So I got to aim 30 yards right, and then it's like, man, I flush it every time, and it always goes 130 yards, always. <laughs> like it's so reliable. But I can't keep doing that. I can't keep aiming thirty. Like, what if, what if a tree's overhanging from one hundred thirty yards? Like, I can't. That's not good enough. So, uh, it it does help to. I mean, I got a full notes on my on my uh, phone of like the yardages and the kinds of shots or the tendencies of what every club does. And it's a that's a pretty fun experience to go through. I think you could probably already start a list from what you know and then just keep exploring. What is it? What does this club do? What's it feel like? What are, What are the yardages it goes? Um, yeah. Maybe what course would I use this one on? It's not like you got to bench it all the time, but yeah. yeah, yeah. When we were talking with Clark at Lido, who you know he restores clubs, he was saying that the driver or like your you know your three whatever club you use out the woods are that would be the place where he would recommend people get like a more modern club, where he sees like the biggest difference hmm. is that. Just because it's longer, right? And so the shaft, you know, a hundred-year-old shaft that's longer is not going to be as good as maybe one that's shorter, right? Um, but yeah, I'd be interested. I'd be. I wonder what do you have like in mind? What like off the top of your head? What what's like the top of your wish list for the bag? I have an idea for you. For the bag? Yeah. Well, you know, um, no, I don't. I no, I don't. Right handed driver. See... <laughs> <laughs> well, Can I interest you in a right handed driver? Left... No, 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 no. No, that's a special club. It's got a Lido stamp on it. I'm, uh, um, I'm not trying to get rid of it, but to the right person. Well, well I may go yeah. back to right handed. Well, sure. I mean, I yeah. played around right handed uh, at the, uh, I would say, in the last three weeks over at Ridgemore Country Club because I just. Uh, I just felt like I wanted to have that experience. You know, I was playing with some guys that I used to play with, and I really wanted to, you know, when I play with you guys right now, you're very nice and very patient, but I'm not playing the same game, you know, you're sure. playing. Yeah. And so I wanted to go play the same game these guys were playing. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I have confidence in myself, and I was surprised uh, pleasantly at uh, the fact that the work that I've done swinging left-handed has kind of balanced the body out. Now my right-handed swing isn't painful anymore, oh. or, or you know, like cool. So you know, I still got some, I still got some game right-handed. 
some unfinished yeah. business. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> so, yeah, so you know, I guess I'm, I'd be interested in seeing you with like a three uh, a three wood or something that you can use, kind of a multi purpose club. Boy, you're not kidding, Ed. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just no, like a good one yeah, that you can. It's like truly. 15 degrees that you can hit off the tee, but then you also could use. You know, I know you like to hit a shot. You don't like to get back in the cart. You like to walk ahead with your one club, hit that club again. You know. Well, listen, about, so. if it, if it was a club that you're talking that's about, that would, and that's really honestly why I bought that long nose, a oh, gutty, gutty club. Gutty. Because oh. see, I thought that <laughs> yeah, I would be that, that club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I find out, oh no, you got to play with a gutty ball okay. that you know, yeah. like it's too bad. Well, yeah. can we backtrack for just a second sure. and say one of your highlights of the year was that one hole at Spring Valley where you brought the gutty out and it yeah. made its debut. Oh yeah. <laughs> you hit three shots in a row on that. I, I was it hole two? I think so. Or, or yeah, yeah. Maybe two. the other yeah. I think it was hole yeah. two and it was just like boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Gutty baby. <laughs> it was like, what is this? You pull out this different ball, you pull out this crazy club. It's like this head cover was disguising this long nose beak. <laughs> it was awesome. It really And is. you played the literally the entire hole with it and and made a, a phenomenal score. It was that was cool. It was a yeah. cool highlight. You know, I'm glad you reminded me of that because yes, it was really, I mean, to to have an old, you know, uh long nose stick like that yeah. really you know you can see where hockey and golf kind of came together yep. you know this is uh it's not a thick blade at all but it's like a you know it's it's almost like a shepherd's hook yeah literally yeah, yeah. so the next we're looking for like a, a seven iron equivalent yeah just something for the par threes yeah you know when you're trying to be a little more precise and then the chipping i'd leave it up to you if you feel you know, you got pretty good with your clubs, so maybe you don't need a different wedge. But but oh no, I definitely need a wedge. All right, well oh, then no, that's no, it. No. I I think you could get by with three clubs. Oh, definitely. And then fill you know fill in the gaps with what you got, and that'd be a pretty good, um, you know, pretty good set for you. And then we could think the last piece would be like if if you play in the U in the Hickory U.S. Open, like you're you play different tees than us. I yeah. think they have you play at like five thousand yards, there even in go, the man. open, and so that's a diff, you know as far as your experience, like that's even another different version. <coughs> like different if you're using your game. clubs, which some of them you're saying like aren't that playable, and you're playing from the same tees as us, it's a lot. Those holes get pretty long, yes. some of the time. Yeah. Oh, you know? definitely. No, no, they're all they're all fives. Yeah. They're, you know, yeah. You're playing few. a you're playing yeah. a par eighty two. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. That's you know? yeah. 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 And so, you know, I mean, that would be a way to, you know, perhaps to equalize matches. Yeah. Just say, all right, let's play to par. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Well, but even you know, then, I think we had a good yeah. we had a good match. Uh, it was Andy and I versus Peter and Tim. And, and yeah. uh, we gave you guys a stroke a hole. And like the match was close. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it was my good. partner was carrying us at the end. I mean, yeah. I was, I was. Uh, virtually... I thought you guys hammed it pretty good. Well, and, and, but, you know, but early, I hear, but I early, hear you. Yeah, early. Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah. If it wasn't for him, I mean, yeah. you guys would have, uh, you know, absolutely stomped us. But in any case, that really was fun. And, yeah. And uh, and and you know, we did equalize the match. Yeah, makes it competitive. Yeah. yeah. It was very. Mm-hmm. It was great. I mean, I feel like you want to play, or like we'd want to find the tease for you, where. Two good shots on a par four it gets you to the green, even Definitely. if it's that 
even if it's using the wood twice, you know. But Definitely. Like some of those holes, you could hit three perfect shots with your wood you have now, and it wouldn't get there. No, you know? so exactly like, right. Well, Exactly right, we but need you to know, change our parameters a little bit. I whatever, however, along the seventeenth, it was at the seventeenth hole or the eighth hole. I think it's the eighth hole. You know, I pulled a drive on when we played there at Sunset Valley, and I hit it down there where I could hit the green. So I don't know how long that hole was, three hundred and forty yards or something. But I, I did hit the ball, you know, within let's say one hundred and twenty yards of the green. Yeah, um, and so. So, yes, I agree with you. Find, find those tees. And this is so wonderful because this is where I unsuccessfully uh, lobbied my father to do exactly as you're talking about. He said, I don't want to go to Pine Valley anymore. It's too hard. Hmm. And I said, I said, Dad, there's a place for you to tee off from on every hole. And, and I take these pictures of these, like, you know, well, if we played this hole from here, that would be fine. Well, he would have been playing it from a sand lie, okay, right? And but he could have put a T under it. We could have yeah, said, "Dad, sure. it's just, you know, stand yeah. here." And it's just this would be a, that was there a Dan Green, the third green, and and you know, and on this hole, let's go down here. Well, he never would do that. Well, now I have the chance to do exactly what you're saying. Yeah. let's do what you guys set up for the kids. Yeah, in the make end. a course within the course. That's what I call it. Yeah, you know, let's tee off some from from areas that aren't the tee box, but look fun and engaging, or maybe even ask you a question of what you need to do. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it's, Where's yeah, the... it's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think on most holes, like at Sunset Valley, Sunset Valley has more teeing grounds than Spring Valley. Right. Spring Valley, kinda. They're all yeah, together. Yeah, you, you know. need to do get a little, a little more, more creative, creative there. But Spring Valley, but that'd be fun. Yeah, I would say Spring Valley. I'd probably walk up to the fairway on the first hole. Yeah, because it's like four fifty. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, not even yeah. the ladies' tee. Yeah. Even farther. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. maybe the ladies' tee, but I don't think you know. I mean, if we were going to say things like that, and I'm fine with that. You know. Um, and, and but again, I think I think you know as far as the plan is concerned, let's find out you know what what's what's playable. You know, if I swung some and hit some balls in here with your clubs, yeah. Well, that would help me to know how far I can hit it. And so, what should I expect? Yeah. Right? If I go back and hit this one, the one I've got, and sure. it goes 130, and yours goes 160, or uh, you know whatever. Well, then I want to get one, yeah, you know that I can hit like that. Yeah, yeah. I think my clubs are much easier to hit. Um, well, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Have you swung mine very much? Yeah, a decent amount. Yeah, yeah. The only thing, don't take this the wrong way, but like the only thing I don't um, enjoy as much of hitting yours is like they almost feel too easy to hit. Sure, they're like you know similar. I mean? Like I like the yeah. the character that mine have and kind of the look mm-hmm. a little bit but certainly if i was like trying to but i do it's like your wedges and driver are like so fun and easy to yeah. hit but yeah. at the same time i kind of like if i'm going to play old clubs like i want like the legit old 100 sure. year old yeah. ones like that's just kind of my my preference but well you know you can do stuff to them because one of the things about those old clubs is you know, is that's the relationship that people had to them. 
You right. know, it was like, that's what Bruce has said to me. Like, you were, it was like an old car. You know, you knew how to replace the tire on your car, and you and you knew how to repair the, the drive belt right. on this thing. And so, you know, if you need to do what Gene Sarazen did and melt some metal onto the bottom of the club <laughs> or, <laughs> you know. All right, there you go. Yeah, so how about you, Andy? All right, do you want to be the host? Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> so tell us, you know, how you 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 got into uh, the hickory from your persimmon. Yeah, my student. Well, Tim called one day. Uh, Zach, because Zach's our admin guy who gets the calls. He's like, yeah, this this guy wants to book a lesson with you, but you know, he wants to talk to you on the phone first before coming in. And I was like, okay, like that doesn't you know doesn't happen every day. A lot of times they'll just they'll book or they'll email or they'll text. He's like, you want to talk on the phone? Okay, so I called him. It was Tim. He described himself as as a strange golfer, and he said he plays wants to play hickory golf, and he thinks if Bobby Jones could shoot good scores with those clubs, why can't he? And so I said, "That's great. Yeah, like, I'd be happy to you know to help. Like let's bring him in. Uh, let's get going." And so, and uh, he found out about you from the podcast, right? Yeah, he found our podcast somehow, um, which is cool. Um, but so that. I guess like his, that quote of like, if Bobby Jones can shoot good scores with these, like, why can't I? That's kind of m- one of my like operating principles with, in my own, you know, in my own game is just like, hey, like, why can't I, you know, shoot under par with these, right? Like people have done it before. Um, just because it seems a lot harder doesn't like, let's actually explore if that's true or if that's not true. Um, and so, well, he, he brought the clubs in and I was surprised when he hit them, when he hit like the full swings, like the clubs were going about the same distance as his other clubs of, you know, of similar loft. So like the 40 degree club was going as far as his 40 degree, you know, modern club, which surprising, I thought it was going to be a real, like hickories aren't going to go anywhere. It's not going to be a pleasurable experience to hit them. That's just like the way they used to do it. But now it's so much better, but it was like a lot similar than I, than I thought it would be. So then I just decided to get, get a set and I called, I had seen Tad, Tad Moore before and he, I'd like known about him and I, he's got a website and a phone number. If you call the phone number, he answers his cell phone, he answers and he'll talk to you about, so awesome. talk to you about the clubs and what you need and, and stuff like that. So that's what I, you know, that's what I did and ordered the clubs They came and, um, so that's how I got into it. Um, the highlights, the first few rounds playing them was like really, really fun. Uh, even though like the scores weren't always, I guess like the first round, I, you put that as kind of your, low, one of your low lights. Maybe I, and I didn't, I don't remember making tons of double bogeys, but the first round I remember the only thing that like kept me from scoring good was like air mailing too many greens because I couldn't quite figure out the distances. Yeah. And so that was like a fun, that was like a perception change a little bit of like, I thought all the misses were going to, you know, you'd have to expect would be short, not clean contact, but it was like, no contact's really good. It's just like flying out of certain lies and the wind is impacting it differently because it's maybe not spinning or launching the same way as other clubs. So it's like, okay, like I can, like that showed me like I can figure this out, right? It's not going to be like an impossible project to try to like shoot play good golf with these clubs so that was that was lots of fun um 
my ult- my goal, you know, my goal last off season was to shoot under par with the persimmon driver, and so it just kind of shifted to like shoot under par with hickories. And I had a handful of like nine hole. Like I would, sh- I would like we'd play, and I would be like seven over through five holes, and I would finish at seven over. Those were like the kind of rounds I would play, or there would be like a stretch in there of like a couple bad holes, but like. So I knew like the possibility was there that I could play, and then, so then one day at um, I got to play Bryn Mawr Country Club with Henry Way, and I brought I was like, do you? I texted one of my students who's in eighth grade, and I texted him. He'd seen my hickories before and tried them out. I was like, like I'm gonna play hickory tomorrow. Do you wanna? Like I'll bring a set for you if you want. So like Pete, you're uh, one of the, you know one of the MVPs of the hickory year was that right-handed set that you never used because it got a lot of people into it yeah. um so henry you know so he's like yeah i want to i want to do it Give so it, it was try. like it was just like really fun to go out there it was on a monday when the course is closed basically have the place to ourselves um and Bryn Mawr is like i always putt really good there for some reason i don't i don't know why um so i just like that was the day i made every putt and it's got five par fives and a couple drivable par fours with um they're not drivable with the hickories quite so much, but it's like this is course you could play good at. Um, yeah, and it's op- It's some country club courses are are really like narrow, but Bryn Mawr it's got a little more space to it, yeah. which suits my game uh, as well. So um, I had tons of bird. I had an eagle. I had I was like I started stars like, aligned. Yeah, I know. I went like bogey. I bogeyed the first. We started on hole ten. I went like bogey, and then I went par, par, and then I went like birdie, birdie, eagle like real quick got like three under par um and but i just like knew i felt comfortable and i just like knew, i was like okay this is like this is going to be the day that i shoot under par and i was um i wish let me think i want to think through the exact story because it's good so we were playing whole s- i was like five i was five under with five holes to play and we get to the or four under with four yeah sorry four let's say four under with four to play and no 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 five under with four to play there we go yeah you were five i remember five under with four to play and we get to the um a par three hole and it's like getting dark we played like after after he was out of school it's like getting dark uh par three i'm hitting it's like 150 yards and i hit it and it like feels pretty good, but I didn't see it at all, and Henry didn't see it, and so like we just like couldn't find it. Like I had to do did like two laps around the green, and finally found it. And just like a, it was a really tough spot, and I'm making double bogey. Mm. So now I'm three under with three to play, and so now it's like not quite. And it's really wind. It was like really really windy this day. Like so now I'm not quite as confident as I was, and it's a short par four. It's 300 yards, but the wind was like dead dead into us and so i hit my wood off the tee and it went into this fairway bunker that's normally not in play with um you know with modern clubs but it was here it went in the fairway bunker and it had like a lip in front and i was in the middle and had like 80 yards and i thought i was gonna have to chip out but i i decided i thought i had enough room that i could get it a good shot and that was like the defining shot of the year and i hit it because like this either gets out and goes onto the green and I shoot under par because I'll be fine after that. Or 
it I make double bogey and it, you know or where you know so I hit it gets over the lip goes on the green it was like Tiger Woods a shot at at Carnoustie that year with Molinari yeah. where he like this full swing shoots it way up in the air yeah, and then and the let's see that hole the seventh it's the seventh hole it has a really really big like plateau and then like a big hill down I had like 30 feet straight up the hill and I made that putt oh my god yeah and so that put me to now three under with um no back to four under with two to play and then I bogeyed the last two um but it was they were like cautious bogeys like the ninth hole there's like water left i literally aimed on the other hole i was like i'll just take my bogey and and get yeah. me you know oh, get me God, home yes. and so i did it and it was that yeah, was a lot of fun yeah so, oh that sounds terrific um yeah so that's yeah that's the highlights i should say yeah. well difficulties hardships <laughs> a few times i tried to play hickories with people who are playing modern clubs and i i thought i could do it which I guess this will get into goals for next year, but I found myself uh, just like swinging, trying to like keep up with them a little bit. It was harder to it was harder to find the swing and the rhythm when you're the only one like with the hickory clubs, and so. But that's just like kind of something to something to work on a little bit. But so those rounds like weren't as fun because I found like like we played at at Midlothian with Mark and. I, I was I was on Jansen's team and the front nine I was good I sh- we I, so we were playing like their tees like six thousand five hundred which is long for hickories like the front nine I shot like thirty eight like two over which is good um, made some good you know good plays and good shots and good putts but in the back nine which like didn't hit one fairway and I, I like bogeyed every hole and it was like these are bogeys without even a chance of par like I'm having a thirty foot par putt on every hole just because I'm kind of out of it and I just like. Like I'm not even contributing. This is not, you know, I don't know. This is not the experience that I, you know, I had hoped uh, in this spot. But, um, but that's okay. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's gonna happen, isn't yeah, it? Sure. Yeah. How about yeah, the you, state? You of had to play Hickory at that course, though, because of like yeah. all the tradition there. Yeah. So it was yeah, like it was like Francis we met. Yeah, course, and I knew. So. Like I tried to hype you up, like big time. Like hey, this is okay. You're the only one playing yeah, Hickory. Yeah. Like this is this is a yeah. special yeah. day and moment. Like yeah, got to yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. I was I proud like to have I you know, as my partner that day. You know, but maybe, the, maybe that energy. Now, yeah, only lasted like, for the front yeah. nine. You know. Yeah. 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 Sure. But, yeah, no, I think you're yeah. much more confident. you got more yeah. more experience. Yeah. yeah, sure. Well, the state of your game, now, the strength of your game. The strengths. Mm. I think one of the strengths of, like, all of my games, I think, is just, like, recovery and, like, getting out of, like, weird spots and not getting overwhelmed by certain moments. And so I think the added variability in Hickory, like, helps, like, helps me with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, like, I feel like if you and Jensen, if you and I were at, like, the peak of our powers in Hickory and Modern, like, if we played Modern, you would, like, beat me handily. And if we played Hickory, I'd beat you handily. I, I Just because couldn't of, agree like, with that more. Yep, yeah, for sure. How the yeah um, how the, the clubs play. And right. The, <laughs> like, the just what our strengths game. are. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, yeah. And so that... That's like a general strength. Um, I kind of like, and I suppose my strengths are somewhat similar from 
Hickory to other clubs. Like mid to long irons, feel pretty feel good about. Like I was going to say, your mid to long irons are like yeah. really really good. My um, my putting is actually putting and chipping is pretty good. My weakness is definitely like between eighty to one hundred and twenty. I just keep thinning it. And it, when it, you thin that wedge, just like it's gone. It's like over the green, no chance of like <laughs> ever staying. Um, but uh, I've, I've gotten better at those. But still, that would be the that would be yeah. the weakness. Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. Partial wedges. Yeah, <laughs> tough. So, yeah, that just is tough. That's with, so uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 a really challenging part of the game. So your goals for next year? I don't have them fully fully formed yet but there's eventually there's going to be there's going to be a year where i play only hickory regardless of the situation um the last round we played at sunset which was what i got this new like i got three wood from from tab more because i traded i sent in my other i had a driver that i didn't quite yeah. couldn't but, quite get in the air and he, so tad i called him he's like well hey send it to me and i'll find you something and he just sent me some uh, a three wood i have to pay for it i tried like we traded clubs but it was great like Callaway's not going to do that for you. <laughs> um, and so, like, that day, that last round, it was, like, really wet, but my the ball was still going, like, 270 yards Oh, you were more. hitting the yeah. hell out of the ball. Yeah. yeah. That was your most consistent driving round yeah. that I've seen. That's the only one I played at that club. Yeah. So I'm, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was I good. mean, you really hit the ball far. Yeah. It was, like, the trajectory that I envisioned for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it was good. It was really nice. Fun to watch. And so I feel like if I can hit if I can hit drives between 250 and 275 yards, I can play I could shoot even par better at any at like any distance, really. That's I guess that's kind of what I'm that's what I'm like going for with my skill lock cuz that's something that would be like I would feel really good about my like it's like a measurable level of like improvement mm-hmm. for me that mm-hmm. I'm that I'm excited that I'm excited by right like I don't I don't know why that's the most exciting thing for me right now I've like thought cause I've thought through it I've thought through like sh- should I try to like take what I've learned from Hickory about like you know the lightness and the tempo and all that stuff and like apply it to my modern game and try to make that really good but I'm not I don't know I'm not that interested in that challenge right now maybe yeah. I would be um in the future, but um, yeah, I don't know. I like the, I like having the clubs. I like having the clubs out and just like people walk by and they're like, "What's like, what are those?" Like, oh, you, like you can hit those. I like that it just like shakes people out of their just like routine of like thinking through about what golf could be. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. like doing that. I like that it just, you know, you were talking about like a new challenge, like Pete. So I think that's. Um, so, so for me, it was like, okay, I did, I shot good scores from like the hickory distance of like 6,000 yards with, um, with other people playing hickory. But so now it's like, could I take that skill to like a longer distance with people who are playing, not playing hickory clubs and still like keep up with them, uh, play, you know, play the game that they're, that they're playing, which I think if I can get the drives like the drives is like the biggest thing for me of just like the modern driver is so much easier to hit like you can make yeah really bad swings with it and it won't hurt you in the same way that the hickory one does um it's kind of the fun part in going back and forth between them is like you 
with the hickories, I've learned so much of like the feeling of what swing is like a good swing that produces a good result and what swing is like a bad swing that's a bad, you know, a bad result. And so when I go with the modern clubs, I'll make a swing that just feels like a bad swing, but the ball's like right down the middle, like 290 yards, um, which is something to, I don't know, just think a little more about, I guess, right? Like, because I think what, what, talk about Hank Haney talks about like you need to do the nine shots of like to keep your swing in balance and so I think the forgiveness and the lack of feedback of a modern driver like tends to get my swing out of balance yeah like yeah I'll have good day I'll have good days but I'll also have days where I don't have any sense of like what's going on uh <laughs> definitely with with the modern club more than the the hickory clubs <laughs> so um that's been part of my motivation, like what you just said of keeping my persimmons in the bag with my modern set this year. Sure. Like I haven't yeah. played, I haven't played in modern yeah. three wood or hybrid or five wood for like three years now, or not yeah. maybe not three, but like at least two yeah. seasons. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah. yeah, just like not enough feedback on those things. So How interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. been fun. Yeah, and I'm not sure this is a goal, but I just I really liked the experiences of like introducing other people to playing. Hickories. Yeah, it's fun. Like when we played with Rob at at Sunset for the first time, uh, he was like really hesitant about playing. The day before, he was on the driving range, almost like having a meltdown. He's like, "I'm not gonna be able to do this." Like, you know, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. You know, if I had to decide now, if I hadn't already committed, like I wouldn't play. Like, I don't think I'll be able to do it. <laughs> oh, that but, was so funny. Yeah, but then he he parred the first six holes. Be- yeah. Beating us by multiple shots. He whole was on cruise control yeah. out of the game. Yeah. He was smoking us. Yeah, that he was, was just hitting this like 230 yard, like a five, one of those clubs you have in the set, not the wood driver, but like the five wood or something. He was just hitting it right down the middle. Um, and then hole seven at Sunset Valley, he was in the greenside bunker in regulation, but ended up making a nine because he couldn't get out of it. But then, he, but then he birdied hole eight and parred hole nine. So he broke forty. Oh my you know, with god! A nine. Forty with a nine. <laughs> His first round. <laughs> so it's like the stories like that are so much more it's interesting awesome. than any other any other story that you get with golf. You know, yeah. you get with golf, and it's like even like I I love the variety of um, like I think the last time we played the Spring Valley with it was with you and Pete. Lion and Web, maybe Caleb too, but like whole we got to hole eighteen, and me, Pete, and Caleb all hit different clubs off the tee, because like the wind was down, so like I hit an iron, you know, Caleb hit a wood, and Pete hit a different iron or something like that, and it was just like you from from longer distance with modern clubs, you don't have those those choices. Everyone just kind of takes their driver and hits it as far as they can, and um, and it's just not as interesting to me anymore so like going back when i go back to swinging um because i always you know i'm very open about my you know thought process going on in my head i'll be hitting with hickories i'll be hitting pretty good i'm like oh like if i could do this with my modern clubs like i'd be able to shoot under par every time and then i'll go swing them and i just don't like the feel quite as much doesn't doesn't get me going the same way so that's if that's more the state of my of my mind Rather than goals, I guess yeah. I want to play. I want to play in the Hickory U.S. Open. I think it would be fun to 
have something like that to like yeah let's go for Look this forward to this thing yeah. yeah and so i think once we like you know send in the check for the you know the registration that might be enough to be like all right this is what i'm playing for the year because it's like well i you know there's a little bit of adjustment going back and forth and so it's like if i want to do my best at this that would be good i guess i uh if we do the staff trip at sand valley again it's my goal to have enough courage to play the hickory i don't know if i will but that's a a goal to to want to do that so um, yeah i mean i shot the 78 twice like i can do like that's not that good like with my modern clubs like that's not that good so for me you know i can sure. do better than that yeah. with 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 hickory clubs what am i afraid of so especially plan? if i get more shot i was thinking if i'm be interesting like match i was thinking if i was playing you match play at let's say mammoth dunes and i have hickories but i get like two shots aside i feel pretty good about and those four up holes or normal no i, I, I think it has to be the same t i don't want to play yeah i don't want to yeah. play a different t than like the people i'm in a group with that's the thing so i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't yeah, like yeah. that experience the same way so sure. But if it's like match playing at two shots, yeah, two so it's shots like my bad hole, mm-hmm. it's like I don't care. I'd lose that anyway. But then yeah. a couple holes, I just have to make a par. A couple pars, so. yeah. Um, so the plan, I don't know. I, the biggest thing was like getting my driver figured out, which that new club came, and I feel good about it. And so that is it. I'm going to, I'm thinking through practicing this year by playing more like just like two ball scrambles on the simulator where i like get two shots at something and then you you know pick the best one and then you got to go on to the next one i think that's gonna help me more than i just get stuck down the rabbit hole of chasing like club path and face numbers of like for swinging it for too long um and i don't know if it how much difference it makes um so that's i think that's like my practice plan and I, and I got to practice chipping. My chipping is serviceable. I don't two-chip, but I don't hit it that cleanly. I think I'm really good at having, hitting, like, bad chip shots to, like, six feet, making the putt. <laughs> maybe, that's the, maybe that's the way you got to <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel sustainable. I, I feel like there's going to be some situations that I, that I can't handle, so I need to uh, – I want to get better at that. Right. Too. So. That's good. I think we've covered it. Jeez, oh, wow. we covered round, it. Thanks. Round table here. Wow, guys. It's great. Um, well, this was fun. This was great. You know, it was a great year. It was. This would not have been as good. I think one of the themes is like new people that we met, but also like having friends to to do it with. Right? Yes. It wouldn't, wouldn't be as yeah, fun it, without that. So yeah. Probably wouldn't have taken that leap of faith if I yeah. didn't have it yeah, with yeah, other same. people to do yeah, to yeah. go go along with. So yeah. that was. Yeah, this was a, a, a pretty memorable year in golf yeah. for me. Maybe definitely up there, one of the favorites. So. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, it's yeah. good. So, all right, Pete, Jensen, thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. 